new on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns, reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. We're not going to get lines. You know what I mean? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever or wherever you're watching or listening, this is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me for the next hour to talk about the sleeping arrangements for his Nashville-bound RV our single entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty well. Been trying to get me house to rent the RV, but he's telling me I have to do it for geological reasons. Like, get it. I'll drive out there. We'll meet you. Park the <laughs> RV, man. No, I got to get it. And then I got to drive past Nashville to pick him up. Come on, Neahouse. Lock yeah. it up, bro. Yeah, all these, all the guys, or not all the guys, some of the guys in our Discord have been <laughs> joking around about renting an RV to head to the Fantasy Hockey World Championships in Nashville next month. Uh, The reason for that is we had another qualifier from our Osmo group here last night. Our good buddy, Saul Goodman, Mr. G, took down the $300 qualifier last night. He's on his way to Nashville along with Jake, along with Hoff, along with Zieg, and along with L-Tangle. They now have five people They have their starting basketball roster. They're making their way towards their starting baseball roster. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to Malik Aliki. Uh, Took down the 5 max 300-man over on FanDuel. Had a good night as well. Uh, But I want to talk about that that qualifying lineup because I think Mr. G brought up a good point that you don't always need to fade the chalk. You don't have to shy away constantly from these 20 and 25% owned players. Uh, it can definitely work out in your favor. And it worked out for him last night. Yeah. I, I feel like a broken record every time I say it. Like when I say ownership doesn't matter and it generally doesn't, especially when you're going to use guys from two different lines, right? He added in Bo Horvat. So yeah, Bo Horvat, JT Miller, Brock Besser, those three on their own are 20% plus. 
But those three together are going to be a little owned because not many people are adding in Horvat. He had OEL too, but not many people are going to double center stack a power play with two, like the Vancouver Canucks. You know what I mean? It's the Vancouver Canucks. So I, like, mean, I, I used the Canucks last night. I didn't give any thought to their ownership. It was just an, an insanely good spot. I knew I can get different. So like for me, and I guess for Mr. G, um, you know, if you're not building four, three, one, just like basic lineups, like ownership really doesn't matter, especially if you're a one to three max player. In MME, obviously you can do different things here and there. You don't want to get duped. I know Jake is pretty aware of what he, he doesn't want to get duped this and that, but like one to three, like I know I can get different while using the chalk. So I give no thought to ownership unless it's like something ridiculous, like a 14 game slate and there's a line coming in at 35% something ridiculous like that but like on an eight game slate cheap 20 percent line in an amazing spot like not a single thought went through my head about ownership and i don't think it did for him either considering he had three lineups in the qualifier all of them had bo horvat so he was all in on the canucks and it worked out yeah i think that point about roster construction is an important one here because like you said if you're going with a cookie cutter four three one like a chalky top line and then a chalky filler and, you know, you're adding in the chalky uh, correlated defenseman with the chalky goal. At that point, then, yes, ownership can become a problem um, because you are looking to get you probably may you may be duplicated. Uh, lots of people with uh, chalky lineups will be running something very close to what you have. Like, I think there's a difference between an under leveraged an over leveraged line and a line that's basically way too far over leveraged to really be useful. Like you said don't worry about ownership too much. And we'll talk about this game in a second, but I'm looking ahead to tonight's slate. We have the Philadelphia second line coming in eight to 9% top two stack percentage, but around seven, 16 to 17% ownership, like double the ownership of their top two stack percentage. That feels like one of those situations where I might just avoid it because there may be too many people coming along with me. But uh, again, if you, if you're looking like Edmonton tonight, for example, Edmonton, uh, should be fairly chalky, should have a lot of popular uh, players all throughout their lineup. But they're also using players from three different lines on their power plays, both power play units. Uh, they have McDavid and Dreisaitl playing a part sometimes, maybe not. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But that's an instance where, yeah, maybe McDavid comes in 40% tonight and Dreisaitl comes in 30% tonight and Ryan Nugent Hopkins comes in 20% tonight. So yes, they're all 20% plus owned, but the three of them being in the same lineup is going to be considerably lower um, than 20%. So yes, that's it's it, there are different situations uh, where chalk does matter and doesn't matter. One of the one of our quotes pinned in our discard in our Discord board is yes, we play the chalk, or yes, I play the chalk. I'm not an idiot. Uh, sometimes you just have to play the chalk. It, a lot of it comes down to roster construction more than just pure ownership rates. And I think that's something that we should keep in mind, but good on Mr. G uh, Miller. Like you said, Miller Horvat Besser with Oliver Ekman Larson on the blue line. He had a one-off Brady Kachuk. Uh, Brady Kachuk uh, had two goals with the shot bonus over on DK last night. So he had a monster night. And then Andrew Kopp and Kyle Connor with Thomas Shabbat. Uh, Connor and Cop. Winnipeg didn't really do a whole lot, but it was Connor Hellebuck 
with the shutout that came through for him. Uh, so good job on you, Mr. G, on securing your qualifier. Congrats to the other four that are going to join him in Nashville. Hopefully we can get some more people to the Fantasy Hockey World Championships. And again, congrats to Malik Aliki for taking down that 300-man over on FanDuel last night. How did you do last night? I, I actually... I was looking pretty good until those until that until the shutouts started coming in. Um, that really hurt me. Still went nearly about two x. I won't complain about a near two x night when I'm twenty maxing. So I'll take that and run. How'd you do? It's funny because I I wasn't in the cash last night when Vancouver started, and then you know we found out Mr. G had a sweat, so I like loaded up like the qualifier to follow uh, follow along, and I had the same guys. On Vancouver that he did I was like oh yeah we'll stay up we'll sweat this out in between the second and third period I passed out just like unexpected like one of those things where you like wake up you're like what happened what happened like where am I like why are the lights on <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. I'm getting old so I passed out in between the second and the third periods but uh Vancouver ended up getting me there I, I had um Demco too and he got the save bonus at the end there and that definitely helped I snuck into the Min cash, we take that, we run, we go back to tonight's slate. I kind of like tonight's slate because there's a lot of these chalky lines I'm not a huge fan of tonight. So I might be getting some low owned action. Not after I just ranted about ownership not mattering and I'm talking about low owned stuff that I like, but like when there's chalky spots that I don't like, I like it more because I personally like okay, so like I don't mind playing the chalk, but I prefer to get leveraged lines positive leverage lines and like i see this ownership on the flyers i'm just like why like i'd rather play detroit you know what i mean we'll get into the slate like fly sorry mike but flyers being a favorite today like come on man <laughs> I, I mean i i think we saw that yesterday with montreal right montreal was a small favorite i think uh to new, new jersey devils uh so maybe there is a reason um you know Maybe there is a reason why they shouldn't have been because they got their brains oh, beat out man, last night yeah. by New Jersey. And like, I've, I've, I've been writing about season long fantasy hockey for about a decade now. I've been writing about season long fantasy hockey somewhat seriously for about five or six years now. This Montreal is one of the worst teams I've ever seen. It's like just flat out. Um, and that like, this includes that Buffalo Sabres team that had like a 48 point season or whatever it was back in <laughs> that 20 was so bad. Like this Montreal team is as bad or not, if not worse. And I don't know, they're not on this slate. So we'll talk about them when we have to talk about them, but man, did they ever look bad last night? Uh, we are brought to you by Yahoo fantasy Yahoo. Uh, they have been our sponsor all season long for every single show. They have been very good to us. So if you're a first time DFS player, or if you've never played on over on Yahoo before, we have a special giveaway through them. We'll talk about a little bit later in the show. Uh, if you guys could, please throw us a thumbs up, click that like button, uh, really helps us uh, look good for the bosses. Click the subscribe button as well. The March to 420,000 subscriber is on. Uh, and those, those subscriptions that help us grow this channel, help these shows coming on a regular basis across all the sports that we have to offer. Make sure you click the bell so you get notifications whenever we do go live. Like I said, we do have Lots of shows covering lots of sports. So click the bell so you know whenever we are going live. Up on the site, we have free premium tools and data today, as we normally do. Up 
on awesomeo.com. We have our NBA main slate ownership projections. We have our PGA top golfers and we have our NHL rankings as well as our monthly podcast giveaway. Just subscribe to our podcast channel and leave a five-star review with your Osmo username or Twitter handle to be entered to win a free month. New on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns. Reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of Osmo Plus Platinum. All right, we got six games to get through, Josh. Let's get through the first of these games. Talked about it a little bit already, so let's dive in. Detroit, 2.9 implied goal total. They're going into Philly. The Philadelphia Flyers have a 3.0 implied goal total. As we mentioned, the Flyers are a small favorite. That's why you see them with the higher implied goal total, despite the fact that they haven't been very good basically since the first month of the season. Like I think they had a decent October. It just kind of really fell off since then. Um, Detroit changed up their lines a little bit. Philip Zadina uh, looks like he's going to be on the top line. Vladislav Nemestikov had been skating there for the last month or so. Uh, Zadina's an interesting wrinkle there because he was pretty good on the second line for the first couple months of the season. And then they took him off and just never did anything with him. And I'm like, that was curious to me, but you know, Blas Hill's going to Blas Hill. Um, he, now he's on the top line here. Coming in, uh, reason you know, very reasonably priced, uh, mid price twenty five hundred. Uh, what are you doing with Zadina? What are you doing with that Detroit top line? What do you think about this game in general, Josh? Yeah, so you talk about a lot how Tyler Bertuzzi is their best winger, and the numbers obviously prove it. Like Arkins, Wowies, with and without Bertuzzi are pretty stark. Now, Zadina up there is interesting, and I still think the second line in a, you know, whatever sample, 45, 50 minute sample, once that top line gets there, we'll have better numbers. The thing is like, the matchup is better for Detroit one tonight. Now you say how? Like James Van Riemsdyk, Scott Lawton, Travis Konechny have incredibly good defensive numbers in a pretty decent sample. They're not allowing anything high danger. Their expected goals numbers are low. Your chances allowed are low. So, you know, if you want to go to Detroit too, I think that's fine, you know, because there's issues with Carter Hart. There's issues defensively. You know, there's issues on the blue line. So you can go to Detroit too, but I'd rather go to Detroit one tonight at lower ownership against in a better matchup. Now, Drew Atkinson, Lindblom, they have pretty decent numbers, like maybe a little bit better than league average, but nothing to ride home about. And, you know, Larkin is shooting way more than anyone else on the team. Raymond is a promising rookie. And 
from an offensive standpoint, Zadina is way better than Mestikov. I think, you know, Zadina with actual line mates is going to benefit him a lot. He's min price, so it brings the cost down a lot because Larkin's expensive, but Raymond's under 4K now. I think for me, in one to three, I'm going to I'm gonna consider Detroit one over Detroit two. If you want to go to Detroit two, I think that's fine. Like, despite the very good numbers from Scott Lawton, there are issues on the blue line. There is issues on the penalty kill. Like, they're, what, their goals against, I don't know if it's for 60, but it's almost 10 on the PK for the Flyers, which is just brutal. So if you want a pen, if you want a power play stack, like to get Bertuzzi in there, or Fabry, because he's 3,300, I think that's fine. But if I'm going to full stack something, it's going to be that Detroit top line. On the Flyers side, like 20% ownership on the top line for Atkinson and, and Giroux is pretty crazy. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not super interested in playing the Flyers tonight. If they were coming in at, like, you know, 8 9%, I'd be more interested in them. But, like, chalk Flyers, <laughs> it's just not something I want to do. The, the, like, I always feel bad because, like, every time I'm trashing the Flyers, it's Mike. He's <laughs> just giving the death stare right into the yeah. camera. <laughs> He's, like, looking through my soul right now. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. At, at that ownership, I just – I'm not interested in playing them. The same with the second line. Like, on paper, I'd want to play them, but, like, they're going into the Pia Suter line, which is the best line for Detroit right now, and they're coming in so over-leveraged that, like, I'd rather find lines similarly priced in a better matchup that I want to play. So, like, yeah, I like the Flyers in a vacuum, but, like, there's times to play chalk, like, going up against the Arizona penalty kill, and there's times, like, 20 percent scott lawton <laughs> where i just don't know if i want to get there so like if you want to do some stuff with philly i think that's fine especially in mme but in one to three at their ownership percentages i'm going to take a pass it's funny you say that about the philly ownership because like if the, if these ownerships were reversed like if you told me detroit one was going to be 15 to 20 percent and philly one was going to be you know eight to ten percent i would have been you know that sounds about right to me yeah uh yeah that philly that philly top line coming in at 20 percent is just tough to choke down and that's why like i talked about in our opening spiel i talked about ownership it doesn't hugely matter but if you're gonna give me a line that has double the ownership of their top two stack percentage like that feels just kind of fishy to me at the very least i don't know if i would use them in one to three um they'll probably like philly one's probably going to be in my mix for 20 max i imagine it's just the projections here just drive are just really weird. Like I'm looking at our lineup builder and we have both top lines, the top two lines in Philly coming in over 30 DK points each. And then the bottom six coming in 13 and then eight. That is actually a wild, wild spread for anybody that follows our numbers. The top six being both being over 30 points and the bottom six being about 20 points combined. You just don't see that. That's it. It, it tells me that they're really uh, expecting the top six here to either score or just you know be. It's the minutes, be, I think. Yeah, be the entire offense for the Philadelphia Flyers. So I think it's indi indicative for us to just uh, you know go to the top six Flyers wherever you want to go. Uh, don't bother mixing in anybody from their bottom six. 
uh, whether it be for power play purposes or, or whatever else. Like I would just go right uh, to the top line, but I think I'm going to be out mostly on the flyers. I'll just, you know, if they get, if they get into my lineups organically, then I'll, I'll put them in, but they aren't going to be a tent pole for me here tonight. For me, it's actually going to be uh, that Detroit second line. Here's my issue with Detroit one is that the Red Wings two best uh, playmakers are Robbie Fabry and Tyler Bertuzzi. They don't have any playmakers on the top line, like any assist guys, like any guys that can really generate offense. All three guys are shooters. That's what kind of bothers me with that line. Zadina, below average playmaker. Larkin, below average playmaker. Raymond, below average playmaker. They're all great shooters, all good in transition. I just wonder how it's going to hold up when they get in the zone. So I wrote up Detroit 2, I believe, in the Power Plays article today. Um, yeah, sorry, I did. I forget what I did this morning. Uh, wrote up Detroit 2 in the Power Plays article today um, over at Osmo.com. Free to read if you want to. Uh, they're coming in at 12% ownership, which is a little bit higher uh, than I'd like. Um, but it has come down, I believe, through the day. So I'm not super concerned about that um right now uh we'll see what our run comes in later but it's Detroit second line for me Philly top line on the blue line there just isn't a lot I really like from this game like I, I know Ivan Provorov um you know he's back on the top power play and all that so I guess that's fine but 6200 feels steep for a guy that just really has hasn't earned that price level this year yeah the only thing I'm interested in doing on either side is correlating with Cedar um I guess if you want to punt like chronic at 3,800, it's okay. I just, it just kind of feels vanilla to me. I, I almost would rather just play Rasmus versus the line at 3K and hope, you know, get a block bonus or something. So really just Cedar. Yeah, I can kind of get behind that. Um, I might try to mix him some one-off Jordan Osterley. He's a guy I, I've always liked as a defenseman. Um, I don't know why uh, Arizona got rid of him because he's somebody they could definitely use. And he's been playing regularly playing 20 over 20 minutes. I think he's a good puck mover. He's a guy that can, you know, donk and assist with a couple shots and come out just fine on DK. So I don't mind Osterley if you need a $2,500 defenseman. All right, let's get to this next game. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Chicago, 2.8 implied goal total. Going into Edmonton, the Oilers have a 3.7 implied goal total. There's a lot of Edmonton news here that we have to run through. They played last night. They got beat last night, and they changed up their lines last night. Uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl uh, were put back together along with Kyler Yamamoto for the third period. Uh, they put together a third line of, like, Ryan McLeod, Evander Kane, and Zach Cassian, which – it's one of those things, like, it feels like a punishment. It has to be. It has to be a punishment for Evander Kane. I have no idea why they would put those three players together. Uh, and then they kept their usual third line together for the third period. They also changed up the power play. Uh, their last power play of the game, they kicked off Evander Kane entirely, put uh, Zach Hyman back on, and they booted Tyson Berry off the power play and put Evan Bouchard back on. Nice. <laughs> uh, but there, it just means that there are a lot of changing parts here with Edmonton. And of course, with the back-to-back, -back, we're not going to get updates on their lineup until warmups hit. So how are you, how are you handling this game, Josh? You know, I, you were talking 
this morning about how Edmonton hasn't really gotten much time shorthand or on the penalty or on the power play recently. It was under like four minutes a game and they haven't been scoring and these five on five lines suck and they're on a back to back and they might switch up the lines. So like, what do you do here? This is a really, really, really good power play spot though. New on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns. Reimagine for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And a really good 5 on 5 spot. But, like, we just don't know what the lines are going to be. Like, there's a good chance McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to be back together tonight. Like, they got shut out last night by Vegas. So, like, what are you going to do with Edmonton? You do what you always do with Edmonton. You, you anchor McDavid and Dreisaitl, and you mix and match their power play, guys. At 7.30 p.m. Eastern, when they have warm-ups, if there's a line that comes together that's really nice, you can full stack it like McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman. But we just don't know what the lines are going to be. They're not going to skate today. Obviously, they're on a back-to-back. So this is a really good power play spot. So I, I think, you know, getting in the power play guys are going to be the way I'm going to go. Now, if McDavid and Dreisaitl are together, that really hurts them, you know, depth-wise. If Dreisaitl and McDavid are still apart, the Dreisaitl line is – really bad defensively so like chances are mcdavid is going to see strom kane kubelik and if you want to go to them that's fine but like if it is mcclaude dry saddle casting and they're going to get Brinkat, doc hagel like I- i'm kind of interested in the blackhawks tonight like and that's just brutal <laughs> i can feel almost feel you say that like with venom in your yeah. voice like you did not want to say that i just I just yeah, drown my teeth. Like I'm, my, my teeth are just going to be like into a fine powder by the end of the show. <laughs> like to bring Cat Hagel, nine K for the two of them. Like Kirby Doc is twenty six hundred, but like to bring Cat Hagel on power play one against Dry Saddle five on five. Like it's a really good matchup. You want to throw in Kane for some power play. Like let's not forget like. Yeah, it's a really good power play spot for the Hawks, but it's also a pretty good power play spot. Or, excuse me, it's a good power play spot for the Oilers, but it's also a pretty good power play spot for the Hawks. So I I do like Chicago, too, here. You want to mix and match in some power play guys, that's fine. Um, Edmonton, it's just hard to know, really. But it doesn't really change much for me. I'll, you know, anchor in McDavid and Dreisaitl and mix and match the power play guys. So this is where I'm at with Edmonton right now. And I was talking to you about this earlier in our discord. 
Edmonton's not really drawing a lot of power play opportunities of late. They're playing about three and a half minutes of power play time per game, which is like two power plays a game over the last five or six weeks. That's not really much to work with. Um, it's still a great spot. That's the problem. Two power plays could result easily result in two power play goals here tonight. Oh, yeah. The Chicago penalty kill is that bad. It's just, you know, how it's that balance. You're balancing quality with volume, right? Like it's definitely a terrible penalty kill you're facing, but you might not be able to face that penalty kill a lot. So I think if you're looking for reasons not to play McDavid or Dreisaitl tonight, that's kind of one of them. It's that it is a bad penalty kill, but maybe they're not going to get four opportunities here tonight. Maybe it's just two, maybe it's one or something like that. So I think if you're looking for a reason not to play them, that's one. Obviously another reason uh, is just the lineup. We have no idea what the lineup is going to be uh, in this game. Uh, So I think there are reasons to fade, but at the same time, I think I'm probably going to going to be in on Edmonton here. Um, that third line has I've 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 only watched a couple of games and I like I'm not going to draw a lot of conclusions out of like 20 or 30 minutes of ice time together, but they have looked pretty good together. Um, that in that Chicago and that Edmonton third line, uh, you know Hyman Puliyarvi and Nugent Hawkins, those guys all played the power play, and that's what I wrote about today in my power plays articles. You can throw in. McDavid with Nugent Hopkins and throw a defenseman on there and make it a power play stack. You can throw in McDavid uh, and Puliyarvi and Nugent Hopkins and make it a power play stack. And two of the three of those guys are on the third line. Like there are ways to get different, not too worried about dupes. So I think I'm going to focus on the Edmonton power play guys here. Um, It's just a fantastic matchup for them. You know, if they flame out and in their two or three opportunities, then, you know, so be it. I'll move on to the next league. Uh, on the Chicago side, I agree with you. I think both of those top lines are definitely in play here. I would probably lean to the Debrinkat, Doc, and Hagel uh, trio. Uh, one reason for that being I don't have any faith in that Edmonton second line. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And not like Chicago's second line uh, would be a whole lot better here. Um, but Doc and Hagel were at least like, 47 48% shot share which is like that's probably good enough uh, to go up against this Edmonton 2 line so uh the Brinkat Doc Hagel some sort of two man out of that I like just fine but it's mostly Edmonton power play for me out of this game uh on the blue line with Bouchard and Nurse getting their power play minutes back I think it easily brings them both back into play for this game um is there a favorite that you would pick out of between those two? I wrote about Seth Jones on the power place article, mainly because I think if, if the Blackhawks put up, if the Blackhawks win by scoring four or five here tonight, it's almost certainly because Seth Jones is heavily involved. That's kind of my reasoning for using him in tournaments. Anybody else to go? Yeah. If I'm playing Blackhawks tonight, I'm having Seth Jones in my lineup. Like it's gonna happen. Uh, Edmonton side. I prefer Bouchard especially with the top power, like, yeah, they haven't been getting much power play minutes, but Bouchard's easily their best puck mover. Um, if they score on the power play, there's a good chance he's going to have an assist. Um, Nurse is more expensive. You know, he's more of a peripherals guy. Um, but I, I think Nurse is fine, but I think I'm going to go Bouchard. And thank God Barry's off the top power play so we don't have to talk about him after uh, this. <laughs> For now. Yeah. 
Yeah, for now, at least until he's back on the top power play, like in a week or something. Yeah. Um, I saw we missed a super chat from the Fantasy Hockey World Championship qualifier himself, Saul Goodman. A $69.69 a super chat says, thanks for all the nice advice yesterday and always, boys. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you very much uh, for your generous uh, super chat. Mr. Goodman, congratulations again on qualifying and heading to Nashville. Josh is RSVPing his RV as we speak. Yeah. Um, to get get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our top stacks, our lineup builder, and a whole lot more. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as $3.95 a week. Please note that Fantasy Cruncher is an add-on and can be easily added on to these packages at checkout, but it is not included in the base packages. However, it is a very valuable addition to your DFS arsenal uh, for those looking to multi-enter any, any contest. So stop guessing, start winning, join Osmo Plus today. Uh, all right, let's get to this next game. Nashville, 2.7 implied gold total going into Dallas. The Dallas Stars have a 2.9 implied gold total. Jason Robertson uh, was kind of questionable for this game. They said he had uh, an eye infection, but he was at morning skate today. He looks good to go for tonight. So it looks like Dallas one is going to be right back. Um, as far as the Nashville Predators go, I don't know, man. The NHL has been back for three days and I haven't seen anything from their beat writers. Uh, I saw one guy post a podcast. Um, they talked about, I think they've talked about Pecorine's impending retirement ceremony. I haven't seen a thing, a thing about who's actually playing in any games coming up. So we're just running off what they were going with before the break. Um, if there are any Nashville beat writers out there watching, um, you know, just slide into the DMs and throw us the lines that you saw in practice, please. It would very much uh, help us out a lot. What do you like in this game, Josh? Yeah, I'm going to assume Eli Tolvanen slides in back onto the second line with Johansson and Kunin, but... Yeah, well, I'm going to hit you with one of these. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised to see the Dallas top line coming in around 10% ownership. I like them tonight, and it's not because, like, oh, they, you know, they run hotter than those some of them or whatever those guys are talking about in chat like could <laughs> be part of ISIS like Dallas but like here's why Forsberg Granlin Duchesne very good line they have not been very good recently their possession numbers haven't been great Dallas top line has elite numbers possession wise they're fully correlated and Nashville penalty kill top three worst in the league Depends on which metric you look at, but they're they're poopers on the penalty kill. Um, so yeah, I, I do really like Dallas one tonight. You know, UC Saros is in that and he is an elite goalie, and that does worry me. I do really like Saros tonight too, if you're not, if you're gonna fade Dallas. But I, I think you know you could definitely get in some Dallas one tonight. You wanna I can't believe I'm saying this too. You wanna mix and match in Tyler Sagan at 4100 for the top power play. He gets involved on the power play. I know he does. That's the thing. It's like yeah. somehow the puck will yeah. hit him and he gets yeah. to his – yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Man, tough show so far. But, like, 
Yeah, Dallas won some Dallas power play. I'm interested in tonight in the lineups. Like, like I do really like Saros. He's probably my favorite goalie on the slate. So, like, if I'm not going to use Saros, I'll probably have some Dallas one or vice versa. Uh, on the Nashville side, like I, I, you know, Nashville one's fine. Uh, you know, Jake Ottinger, I'm not a huge believer in. Dallas has their own issues, you know, defensively on the penalty kill, this and that. I like both top, line, top lines in this game. I prefer Dallas one. Want to go, you know, Nashville one, I think that's fine. I think, you know, I do really like Yossi tonight. But, you know, both top lines, maybe mix in some Sagan uh, and some Yossi. So I actually do want to talk about Dallas two a little bit because they're not very good defensively, but they have been generating quite a bit offensively. I was looking their last a hundred or so minutes, 68 shot attempts per 60 minutes and 30 scoring chances per 60 minutes. Like those are pretty good offensive numbers. And then you want to throw in the fact that they're only like 10 K coming in under 5% owned here tonight. Um, with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I think Dallas 2 makes uh, a very nice filler. I know. Look at the depth, too. They're going to get Yeah, exactly. Matters. They're going to avoid the top line for Nashville. And the depth from Nashville just really hasn't been strong. I mean, they have had their games, don't get me wrong, but they haven't been strong in aggregate for this season. But Dallas won. Um, you know, I mentioned Joe Pavelski in our in the Power Plays article up at Osmo.com, free to read. Um, I mentioned him because of that Nashville penalty kill. But, you know, uh, bottom 10 in the NHL, almost certainly. Uh, third most time shorthanded in the league since Christmas. Um, the Dallas figures to be on the power play quite a bit here tonight. And uh, Pavelski, Robertson, and Hintz should be the beneficiaries of that power play time. So I do like Dallas won a lot here tonight. 11%, 12%, 15%. Any of those numbers, I'm fine with playing them here uh, in this matchup. So it's a great, it's a better 5-on-5 matchup because you're right. Nashville 1's numbers have really taken a dive um, of late. Uh, na- Nashville too, like we don't know who's going to play there. It could be Nick Cousins, could be Ely Tolden, and we'll see in warm us. But I still think that's a good matchup for Dallas. I don't think there's much on the Nashville side I want to play here. It would probably be defenseman only for me. So uh, when I look through this game, it's uh, Dallas one, uh, maybe some Nashville defenseman. Like I think Yossi as a one-off uh, makes sense here because it's kind of like that Seth Jones thing. Like if Nashville scores four or five here tonight, he's almost certainly – going to figure heavily into that. So I think Yossi makes some sense. 
Miro Haskin in uh, 4,500. I know he's not shooting a lot, but he's one of those guys I like to play uh, just because he can create offense on his own. And all he needs is uh, a lucky break and he's on the score sheet. So I don't mind Haskin in for 4,500 as a one-off. What do you like for defenseman? Yeah, I wish he was on the top power play because they're like trying to run Klingberg out of town, it seems. But like 4,200 top power play is fine. I prefer Miro as a one-off. Yossi, like, yeah, if Nashville's winning and scoring goals, he's going to be involved. If they're losing, he's just going to start ripping shots from all over the place. So, like, he's he's good no matter what. It's probably about it. Like, Ethel and Dell's in that range, but, like, I'd rather play Heskinen. Yeah, so those guys. Oh, and Niehaus, you could play Fabro tonight. He's min-price. Yeah, there you go, min-price <laughs> Fabro. Um we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo, sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play, that's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you've played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you'd like to speed up the process of getting access, email support at osmo.com and we'll get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below. And that can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including tonight's NHL $2,000 baller and the $1 million baller for the Super Bowl this coming Sunday. We also have a free roll running for the big game. Uh, it's over on Yahoo with first place getting $1,000 and a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. You can find the link to that contest in the video description below. And make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. All right. I want to get to what I think should be the most important game on the slate and maybe the most entertaining game. Vegas, 2.9 implied goal total going into Calgary. The Calgary Flames have a 3.1 implied goal total. Vegas played last night. Vegas won last night for nothing. Uh, Robin Lehner, I assume, is going to start tonight. I haven't seen anything about him being injured, so it must have been just you know giving preference I, to it. I, I saw the coach say they're they're on a back to back and they wanted him for the second game or something like that. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I guess Calgary is the team you're technically worried about for playoffs here, so um, that really doesn't really say much about the Edmonton Oilers right now. Well, he all the coach also said he was hung over during the all-star break so who knows with him. yeah i mean well who among us yeah um i wrote about blake coleman in the power plays article that calgary second line now this is a matchup of two pretty good teams might be things stuff to like on both sides what do you like here josh yeah um i really really like calgary one tonight they're very very expensive though they are 22-8 on DraftKings. But they're the highest leverage spot on the night, according to our top stack tool. And I think it's because, like, people know that Vegas is a good team. But I think people think that they send out the top comp against top comp. They have done that. They have. They have. Like, they're not going to do that every single yeah. every single shift. It's not Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. yeah. There's, like... Maybe they see some Stevenson, but there's a good chance they're going to see a lot of that Roy Dadnoff Yanmark line. And like, that's a good third line for NHL for the NHL, but like, ooh, 
baby do they give it up defensively. 13 high danger chances against per 60, almost three expected goals against per 60, you know, 35 scoring chances against. If you're going to have those numbers getting Calgary one matchup, like I'm in on Calgary one at 10%. That second line is nice too. Like it's a good filler. They are going to get the Stevenson Stone Pacioretty matchup. Now, like, I don't know. I hate conjecturing about player injuries, but Stone and Pacioretty just don't look the Stone and Pacioretty that they have when they were just elite defensively the past few seasons. So if you want to go to Calgary too as a filler in MME, I think that's fine. You want to add in Sean Monahan for some power play. I guess that's fine. Like not an elite power play spot by any means for the Flames. So I think I'll just stick to Calgary one here. On the Vegas side, I think if I was going to go to anything, like I'm not really considering them in one to three. I think you can use the Stevenson Stone Patchetti line in MME just because they are a top line. They're fully correlated on the power play. But I think the second line, like if you're going to attack any line from the Flames and there isn't many easy landing spots here, it's going to be that Monaghan Dubay line. <laughs> Even their numbers are surprisingly good. So, like, if I was going to use anything from Vegas, it'd be Vegas too. But I'm just not super high on Vegas tonight from a one to three perspective. You want to get to them in MME, I think that's fine. Um, but Calgary one for me is my favorite spot in this game. All right. I gotta talk about my boys, Calgary two here. Uh I wrote up I wrote about Blake Coleman in the Power Plays article again. It's up at Osmo.com uh, if you want to read about it. The Calgary second line. In their last 80 minutes, which goes all the way back to the Christmas break, 86 shot attempts, 43 scoring chances, and 5.4 goals scored per 60 minutes. Those numbers are absolutely insane. Like, that's a low-level power play. That's how good that Calgary second line has been since the holiday break. That's why I have Blake Coleman in my power plays article, because even though he's not going to play 20 minutes here tonight, he can easily pay off a 4,100 DK salary, 5,100 on FanDuel playing 16 minutes on this particular line. This is like that Kings two line really is what it, what it really reminds me of is the Los Angeles Kings second line. It's like maybe one guy will get some, one guy on the line will get some power play time. Uh, Most of them won't. They're only going to play 15 or 16 minutes, but they're so good that eventually there are going to be games where they just fill the net. We've seen that with Kings too. Uh, we've seen that with Calgary too this year. Uh, I like Calgary too again here tonight. I'm with you on the Vegas side. I'm with you on Vegas too. I talked about them yesterday and they did well for me. Like they were one of my main stacks yesterday and they came through for me. Uh, 70 shot attempts roughly per 60 minutes for that second line, but they're shooting under 3%. They're not going to keep shooting under 3%. So if you're going to give me positive leverage on that Vegas second line, they're at least going to be in consideration for me in my 20 max as a, as a more expensive filler, let's say. So I, I, I see what you're saying with Calgary one, all the Calgary one players. I wish you all the luck here tonight. I'm in on both second lines Uh, on the blue line here tonight. Oliver Shillington is a guy that always stands out. Uh, 4,100 is a little expensive. I think I might like uh, block bot Chris Tanev at 2,800 a little bit better. What do you think? Yeah, I like Tanev. I like Hannif. And if you want to go up to Shillington, I think that's fine. If you want to correlate on the power play with Rasmus Anderson, I'll give you the Cliffy 
good luck. Um, I just don't like him. I mean, I like him as a player, just not for DFS. Yeah. He's just not great for DFS. On the on the Vegas side, um, <laughs> I want to say Ben Hutton. Ben Hutton! I like Ben Hutton. Um, I mean, he's getting the minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ben! Uh, Braden McNabb, 3,500, is probably pretty live for a shot or for a block bonus if you want to go there. Ben Hutton, min price. You can honestly do worse. Um, I just really like that when he was on the Canucks, that, that lip sync video. I don't know. Big fan. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, I just, one thing I want to mention about the Vegas defenseman is that even though like they spread out the ice time for the forwards last night, every single forward played between 10 and 18 minutes, which yeah. like, I don't, you don't see that very often. Only one guy played over 16, I think. And that was Chandler Stevenson. Uh, Nick Haig and Dylan Coughlin didn't play much last night. It was it was Hutton, Theodore, Petrangelo, and McNabb that took all the ice time. Even in the third period, they still weren't getting a lot of minutes. So, like, uh, I don't think Nick Hag only played 13 minutes last night because it was a comfortable game the entire time. I just think they have intentions of playing Nick Hag 13 or 15 minutes a night. So, I agree with you. I'd probably rather play uh, McNabb for 3500 or just go right to mid-price Ben Hutton, 2500 all right, uh, let's move it along to the next game then. Arizona, 2.4 implied goal total. They're going into Seattle. The Kraken have a 3.5 implied goal total. Uh, Arizona also played last night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Arizona also lost last night. Arizona also changed up their lines last night. Um, Alex Galchenyuk was moved off the top line for the third period down to the second line. Travis Boyd was moved from the second line up to the top line. It was basically just a switch of those two. Um, doesn't, I mean, I suppose Travis Boyd is ostensibly the better DFS option because the coach seems to like him more. He'll, he'll be more relied upon for ice time. I just don't know if there's a significant difference in actual on ice performance between the two of them, at least for our purposes. Uh, what do you think about this game, Josh? I mean, like, Seattle with a 3.5. That's brutal. Like, it's Jamelka on a back-to-back. They just got wrecked on the power play last night, or on the penalty kill. He's going again. Galchenyuk played, like, nine minutes. Maybe he got into double digits. Like, I don't know. I'm probably going to be in on Seattle 1. Johansson, McCann, Everlay, just because they're fully correlated on the power play. Their ownership's in check. They've actually been pretty decent offensively. Defensively, it doesn't really matter. Uh, so I'm in on Seattle one. 
it's just like after that, like, I don't know. Like you see the, I, I kind of had interest in Seattle three, but then you see their ownership. It's like, why would I, why would I do that when I can get a similarly priced line in Calgary two for less ownership? You know what I mean? Like as much as I want to like Donato Wenberg Donskoy against like God knows who in the depth of the Coyotes, it's just like, I'd rather just get that elite line in Calgary two independent of the matchup, you know what I mean? For less ownership. So Seattle won for me. You want to add in Callie Yarncroft or mix and match him in. I know our boy, Mr. G, will just hit the lock button in 150 on Yarncroft tonight. But no, but like Seattle won. You want a power play stack. I think that's fine. Like, I think a power play stack for Seattle is really interesting way to get different tonight. Like, <laughs> Giordano hasn't done much this season, but like, I don't know. You don't have to include him. You could just use the four forwards. That's a, it's going to be unique tonight. So I think you can do that on the Arizona side. Like, I just don't, I don't have much interest despite how bad Seattle has been. Like they've, they're getting better. Grubauer has settled in. It looks like. So if you want to have some Keller Schmaltz, I think that's probably where I go or like Boyd Kessel, but in one to three, I'm out on the, on the coyotes 20 max. I don't know. I don't know if I'd even get them in there. Like once I get past 20 lineups, I'd probably start to have a little bit of Arizona. Yeah, it's it's Keller and Schmaltz and assuming Travis Boyd is there. Keller, Schmaltz, and Boyd would be the line I would go to. They're 50% line in about 50 minutes together. And I don't think you can ask for much better than a 50% line from the Arizona Coyotes. So I I think they're just fine. Like they're actually coming in with positive leverage, which like for some reason you never see that like you've yeah, never love seen playing the coyotes i don't know why <laughs> every game it's like oh arizona one's like seven percent tonight <laughs> for some reason okay um not tonight it looks like we have them as nearly three percent top two stack coming in one to two percent ownership so i think arizona one travis with travis boyd there is just fine it's not like that seattle second line has been very good it's so seattle bad. yeah they've been used um, as a shutdown checking line this year, the Yarncrack Gord Appleton line, and they just haven't been good. So, yeah, in my 20 maxes, Arizona one's definitely going to be in consideration, but it's Seattle one that really drew my attention. Jordan Eberly is in the Power Plays article um, for any number of reasons to use Seattle here tonight. Uh, first being they're not that expensive. Uh, second being Arizona, Arizona has a terrible penalty kill. Third being Seattle uses their top line against the depth. Like, they're just a lot of reasons to use that Seattle top line here tonight. So Seattle one, Arizona one are both in play for me here. Like I, I know you just brought up Wenberg, Donskoy and Donato. They're virtually the same price as Dallas too. And I, I just rather play Sagan, Sagan, Ben and Gurianov. Like that's just the way it is than playing um, that Seattle line at home, that Seattle third line at home. Um, on the blue line, I don't know if there's anybody that really sticks out to me in this game. Adam Larson, like I noticed his shot blocking rate isn't really as high as we'd like it to be. It seems like Mark Giordano is blocking more shots, but honestly, there's just not a defenseman I really like on either side. What do you think here? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested in anything outside of, you know, if you want to correlate Giordano and power play stacks, that's honestly fine. I'm just not a big Giordano fan at this point, but outside of that, like there's honestly nothing I want to play on the blue line. Yeah, um, there's just 
it's just one of those teams, uh, one of those games, kind of like Detroit and Philly. Like sometimes you just don't uh, like the defense options that you have. Um, with Daytona right around the corner, we are offering Osmo Plus NASCAR packages for less than $2 per cup race this season. That's $70 for a full year of Osmo Plus NASCAR. This pass gives you, our, gives you access to our driver projections, our ownership projections, and our top drivers tool, which will give you the edge you need in NASCAR DFS. Use the promo code Green Flag. That's all capital letters, all one word, Green Flag, at checkout, or simply click the link in the video in the description of this video to activate. This offer is valid through February twentieth. That's next weekend, I believe, when Daytona is because I, I have a bunch of tickets burning a hole in my pocket that I have to it's get to. It's weekend, gonna be yeah. the first time I played NASCAR in years. But uh, if you do want to play NASCAR, use the promo code. Green flag at checkouts at $70, only $2 per race for this entire season. A bunch of shows coming up after us. We have the Yahoo NBA Wednesday night live show coming up at four Eastern with Kaufman and Terry. Then your NBA double dose of the deeper dive and live before lock starts at five Eastern. And then your PGA live before lock at 8 PM Eastern with Ruslan and Ben. All right. One final game to get to, the New York Islanders, 2.6 implied goal total. Going into Vancouver, the Canucks have a 2.5 implied goal total. Uh, we're still expecting the guys that were out for Vancouver last night to be out uh, again here tonight. That namely means Quinn Hughes. Uh, on the Islanders' side, we haven't seen anything um, about lines. Just haven't. Uh, don't know what to tell you guys. They sent Austin Zarnick uh, off waivers and to Seattle. Um, that tells me that there's going to be – somebody new on the top line or top six, sorry. So I don't know what you want to do with this game, Josh, take it wherever you want to go. Yeah. So Sarnak's not there. It's probably going to be Josh Bailey or Zach Greasy or Kiefer Bellows, or we just don't know. The only line that we know that's going to stick together is Islanders four because no one changes that line ever. I don't really like the Islanders tonight anyway. Um, can I, like, is, the, is there like I trust Vegas numbers for the most part, but they love the Islanders more than like, I don't get it. Like Canucks 2.5 seems low. Islanders 2.6 seems high. Like, I don't know. Vegas loves the Islanders. I don't. I like, I like going back to the Canucks here. Their prices have gotten cheaper from yesterday. Um, any line Tanner Pearson's on, their numbers have been pretty good. Like that top line has a 50%, 55%, Corsi 4 percentage. Uh, Miller, Besser, 9,500 for the two of them. Get the, I mean, they're going to get Barzai on lead, but like they're just not a great off or defensive line. Like the Islanders just aren't a great defensive team. So I think going back to the Canucks here is fine. Uh, you want to add in Bo Horvat, who got cheaper. He's down to 3,600 on the top power play. Like that price is too cheap for Bo Horvat. You want to do Bo Horvat, Connor Garland, sixty seven hundred for the two of them. By all means, do it. Pedersen on the top power play, still a wing on DraftKings despite him playing center yesterday. By the way, uh, thirty seven hundred. It's not. It's not a great power play spot by any means, but like, I'm just not a believer in the Islanders defensively. So I think you know, full stacking the top line for Vancouver is in play for me. Uh, Horvat Garland didn't play for me. If you want a one-off Pedersen, that's fine. I, I, you know, not super thrilled about him. On the Islander side, I think if anything, I would go to JG Pajot Wallstrom. 
you know, top power play, super cheap, 2%, getting depth with Vancouver, not Demko. Not that, like, Halak is a massive downgrade. He's a very good backup. I'd probably compare him to Brossois in terms of backups. But, like, the Canucks are on a back-to-back. They're not very good defensively. They got a very bad penalty kill. J.G. Pajot, Wallstrom, 6,600 for the two of them at low ownership, both on the top power play. That's where I'm going to go on the Islanders. Yeah, I agree with you on that Islanders third line. I think that's one of those filler lines. You know, it's the Seattle third line that you talked about that you didn't like for 10,300 at 7% ownership. I think this is one of those filler lines that you can use instead. Uh, I like Pajot and Wallstrom as well. We have them as a 2% top stack uh, here tonight coming in at just 1.3% ownership. So, uh, yeah, Wallstrom and Pacho, some sort of two-man out of that. Um, like, like that just fine going up against the Vancouver depth. I'm not so gung-ho on the Vancouver power play. I think the one thing that the Islanders have gotten better at is their penalty kill. Uh, their penalty kill was pretty bad earlier in the season. Uh, it's been very good of late, like amongst the five best in the league over the last six weeks or so. And they don't take a lot of penalties. And that's what worries me here is that Vancouver's coming in with negative leverage. And it's a, like, I think this is a bad power play spot for them. So um, I'm not going to be super high on them. I will let you and other people uh, go in on Vancouver if they want to here tonight. They're just not really tickling my fancy because I think they're a big power play team. And it just doesn't seem like a very good power play spot for them here tonight. So. Islanders third line uh, for me is the only thing I really like as a stack out of this game. All right. Uh, those are all six games. Josh, we have a hat trick pick and some goalies to get through. My hat trick pick for tonight is going to be one and only Blake Coleman. Uh, and my goalies, I think this might be why I didn't like Vancouver as much as you. My favorite goalie on the slate is Ilya Sorokin. Uh, and I also like Alex Nedeljkovic. Who do you like? I do like Sorokin as well. I like Halak. Um, Drew Bauer, if you're spending up, I like. Who else? There was someone else. Oh, UC Soros, if you're fading the stars, I think is going to see some volume. I'm going to get super spicy, kicking it back to 1997. Tyler Sagan, hat trick pick. Wow, that is very <laughs> spicy. I like that. Tyler Sagan and Blake Coleman are your hat trick picks for tonight. All right, we got to get out of here. Wednesday, the Yahoo NBA Wednesday night show uh, comes coming up in about an hour's time. We will be back with an NHL show in about 23 hours. So until then, for Josh, for Mike, I'm Slim Cliffy saying good luck tonight, everybody. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more.